This program is sponsored by Wicked, Chronic, and Natick, Massachusetts. Located at 185 Worcester Street, right on Route 9, they can be reached at 508-545-8105 or at wickedchronicvendorcommerce.com. Wicked Chronic is a boutique-style retail shop that focuses on selling counterculture products such as Wiccan cannabis cultures coming together in a unique setting. You need something for that special spell? Go on down to Wicked Chronic in Natick, Massachusetts and speak to Beverly. Tell them Dr. Chris sent you. Check them out today. I was trying to do something new with it, and I 
I kind of kicked around a couple different ways to do it. I, I knew I didn't want to do something that, um, you know, was just another sort of, you know, hack slash story. I only knew I knew I had so many pages to do it. So I think I started working on it like in April or May, and it was right before I moved uh, out of the studio. I had four star studios, and uh, I think Sean Dove, the one of the guys I shared the studio with, who's done some hack slash stuff. He, I think he said you should have it be uh, that Cassie tries to kill you. And I was like, that's a great goddamn idea. So I kind of stole it and modified it to, to kind of fit where I was when I was writing it. it. The story seems a little bit depressing. I mean, you you, you, <laughs> you you wrote yourself as like, the only thing I've ever created was Cassie Hack that amounted to anything. <laughs> I mean, it's just supposed to, I think a lot of times when you write a story about yourself, there's a tendency to like be overly you know, safe, and uh, I just didn't want it to be that. I wanted it to just be something, you know, that kind of talked about all the impacts of, of this kind of, doing this kind of story, and, you know, just kind of where my headspace was, I think. So, yeah, I mean, it's kind of a downer-ish, but it ends on an up note, I think. But it's just sort of, this is kind of what it is to make stuff. It's, it's like, when I remember when, you know, the first Hackslash issue came in, and I was so excited when we got the print copies, and I was just like, this is the greatest moment ever. And now, 15 years later, I mean, this is where I am with it. It's not, it's, you know, it's, it's just kind of, I'm just trying to be honest, I guess. I thought, you know, you guys would be better served reading something that told the truth, you know? Well, <laughs> and the truth is often, you know, kind of a bummer. Yeah. And my question, my, my, my biggest question after reading that first part of the story was, is there a time in Tim's life he actually felt this way that, like, the only thing he has amounted to was creating Cassie and his other creations haven't had the notoriety that she has? Yeah. I mean, on and off, I think. Yeah, for sure. And part of it is just when you're trying to, I don't know, I'm trying to, to some degree, parody myself, you know? So I'm exaggerating aspects of myself. Oh. You know, I mean, like, so I'm, I'm making myself kind of, you know, dumpier and dour and, and, I'm lazy in here, like more, like the whole thing. My my wife is cleaning up after the convention. I'm just drinking a beer. Like I'm making fun of myself a lot in here because it's just I think it's more fun to do it that way. And I'm just kind of making fun of. I mean, the, if the book, if Hack Flash has sort of always been to some degree a pair, a satire, you know, like if I'm gonna do a story about myself, then I, I I have to make fun of that too, and also be a little bit honest though, you know, like there's a little bit of truth in it for sure. I know they haven't happened around here. You've been to the Boston Comic Con a couple times, obviously, but uh, yeah. have there been a lot of hack slash like big hack slash panels where you had to where you got to be on the panel with other contributors to ha uh, Cassie and Vlad? Yeah, I mean the the panel in here is sort of based on the one we did for the tenth anniversary, I think. So and Jeff Bond uh, was the guy who set it up, and so it's, and Dan was on the panel, and I think a couple other people were. So it's kind of you know it's based a little bit in reality. For sure. That's okay. just you know, I don't I don't think I'm gonna actually do a fifteenth anniversary panel, but um You would have to be doing it like, on C two E two before. Right. You'd and have, I, you'd you have to do that panel in about two weeks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Maybe when they get that movie going you'll get that panel. <laughs> I mean and that you know, that's too like the the that part is, is absolutely true, is that you know, since we started this comic it's always about you know, people ask me when the TV show is coming, when the movie's coming, and you know, that wears on you after a while. I, and the movie thing has been so frustrating for me. It's probably the most frustrating aspect of my career. You know, to have so much of any interaction about High Flash being, you know, like 
people don't even want to talk about the comic. They just want to ask me who I'd cast in the movie. I'm just like, you know, it's, <laughs> it's like trying not to be bitter, but holy shit, you can feel really bitter about it. Have you ever lost it when somebody's asked you that question? Did it get to a boiling no. point? You were like, Jesus Christ, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, not, you know, not like a reader or something. Um, but certainly like, you know, uh, I, I think I've probably gotten frustrated with other comic creators and, and, and certainly any movie people I deal with. I, I sometimes just, you have the dumbest job on earth. Like, how can you, not understand how how difficult this is to like be waiting around for you guys to do nothing and yeah I, I'm certainly I've certainly snapped out a few times about that and you gotta think like I mean everyone is buying up content god Netflix is losing everything soon because of Disney starting their own streaming service and they're losing all the Fox stuff too I mean Hackslash definitely be primed for something that for them to pick up they're doing well, that's the frustrating part. Yeah. That's exactly true. Yeah. And I can't get the – I mean, for years it's just been trapped in political stuff, and, you know, it's, it's not because people don't want it. I get emails once a week probably oh my God. from production studios and, and stuff, you know, saying exactly what you're saying, and, and I, can't, I can't get any – well, in the past I have not been able to get anybody to do anything. And, I, you know, hopefully that changes, but I, I don't know. I mean, I should be – you know, I'm – it's, it's time that we sold High Slash. That's when Robert sold Walking Dead, and I always feel like, holy shit, like, he's, you know, he's a billionaire, and, and, and I'm still, like, waiting to get this shit done, and it's so frustrating, so. That all aside, I remember you posting about on Twitter, uh, you responded to someone's Twitter that you were pretty damn close, and I was like, oh, shit, man, that just, that, that's, that's gotta be the killer. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's beast. I mean, it's, we've, I don't we've been as close as, like, location scouting and casting and we've been you know and we just have nothing <laughs> so yeah that's why the comic is about that because it's it's never far from my mind the uh i love this character that you brought back mary elizabeth lovecraft mary mary shelley mary, mary shelley, shelley lovecraft. lovecraft yes that was very cool she was in the uh what was she in the uh ava dracula daughter crossover right yeah she was also in the archie issue and uh actually both i think of the archie issues um, so she's been around for a while, um, and it was always kind of this. And she's in the what's that story? I can't, she's in the one where we, I think she first showed up when we did the story about um, about uh, like the it was it was a, a, a sort of sampler special, and it kind of had this parallel story of you know there's this cosmic war going on and it's cr making things crazy, and and so she first appeared there. Um, it was for you know it's just my sort of um, uh, like a riff on you know, uh, like a Sandman or like a Piers Anthony um, incarnations of immortality sort of character where they're, you know, sort of, she's a spirit of horror, basically, a uh, horror and science fiction. The uh, the next next part of the 50th anniversary special is the amazing hack slash timeline by uh, Gregory Elner, who has helped this podcast out a couple of times. This is, yeah. this is incredibly detailed and our hats off to him. Did he also yeah. put together all the different uh, random facts of violence? Yeah, he and Jeff worked on um, those, I think, together. Shit My Vlad said is all Jeff, and Facts of Violence is, uh, is both Greg and Jeff working together. So, yeah, it's, uh, it, I, I basically leaned on uh, people who knew more about Hackflash than me, um, which is Jeff and Greg. And I really, uh, you know, I'm, and then also, like, I think 
when I was in the same sort of, you know, position where if I, when I got to work on something for the first time and see my name in print in a comic, I was really excited. So I was like, I should do that for somebody. And so that's the, that was the hope is to give Greg and, um, and Jeff some reward for all of their help over the years with, with my comics. The, uh, the Abyss by Brian J. Crowley and art by Jules Vulpus. Sheperoff. Yeah, wow, that's a lot. Sheperoff. Sheperoff. Yeah. They have, what, four names there, that the artist. <laughs> yeah. Vulpus Rex is her uh, internet name. Gotcha. Um, this seems like more of like the incontinuity story, it seems. Yeah, this was something Brian had put together um, on his own. Uh, and just to work with Jules, Jules was an old intern of ours at, uh, at Four Star. Uh, Brian was one of the original letters, letterers on Hack Flash back when we were in uh, Devil's View. So for me, this was just kind of like a cool little story by people who are connected to me uh, by, you know, sort of history of Hack Flash and by my job. And Jules is really talented. And I've always wanted to use her on a story. So this was a great chance to, to get to do it. And they're both Chicago people. so. That, that was cool for me too. One of the pinups that appear in the issue is of uh, was a piece of fan art that was done for a fan with uh, Cassie versus uh, Michael Myers, but you changed him into a clown. Yeah, yeah. It's actually for Ryan Turek, uh, who is the producer of Halloween, um, the movie, uh, the recent one. He works at Blumhouse, so I'd done the piece as a present for him, and then I, I asked him if it was cool if I printed it. So. Uh, uh, I just had, but obviously I don't own Michael Myers, so we did a little homage there, where he's wearing the clown colors of uh, the costume that that the kid Michael Myers first shows up in the first movie. So yeah, got multiple levels of nerd stuff going on there. Another tweet that you had mentioned was uh, about Dynamite owning a lot of these horror characters, or at least the publishing rights to them, and you know possibly doing some type of like Avengers style you know, team up with, you know, who you'd be able to have access to without having to worry about a lot of licensing issues. Is that something that we could foresee possibly happening? I mean, I, can, I actually pitched something called Hell of the Horror Heroes once, uh, which basically was that sort of like a bunch of, uh, it was like a team of, of monster hunters. Uh, but I don't remember how far I got. I wrote the outline. I can't, it was a while ago. But I, I, I thought, you know, I could use, Dynamite does have a lot of rights to those characters, so I could use if I could get them to do it, I could use Ramparella, I could use um, Ash, Pumpkinhead, um, some of the other stuff they had, you know, or Evil Ernie, uh, Purgatory, all those sort of characters. Um, I think it might have just morphed into Hackslash versus Chaos at some point. But, um, but yeah, I mean, they, they own a lot of the stuff, and I'm, I'm, I've worked with them a lot, um, and I know Nick and Joe pretty well. So that was always an idea that I felt like if I was going to do it, that they'd be the ones to do it with. One character they have, I would love to see Cassie and Vlad fight, uh, or at least trying to, you know, they'd have to fight him, but they obviously would also try and save the people that were um, responsible for him being summoned, uh, Pumpkinhead. Yeah, I mean, they, and Dynamite has the rights to, to them, too, so, or to those characters, so, yeah, I mean, that'd be fun. I, I think that would be, that'd be great. That, I mean, I, I've wanted to do something sort of along that line for a while, but I, you know, we did Hackslash Crow and, um, we did uh, kind of, well, I feel like I've probably done too many crossovers lately, so I have to give it a little bit of space probably. Then the final story in the uh, the one shot after some more great little uh, pinup pieces, 
Um, I remember once upon a time, and you can tell me if you ever did this yourself. When I was a kid, 10 years old, and I saw these pinups in here, these uh, little pages, I would tear them out of my comic book and tape them up. Not, of course, realizing years later, as an adult, I looked back at my younger self and be like, what are you doing? <laughs> I mean, that's why they're called pinups. That is literally what they're for. And, you know, that's what I used to do, too. When I was a kid, I had a, you know, I'd get, like, Spider-Man issues and stuff, the old ones, you know, they'd be, like, cheap. I'd find them in a um, flea market or something, and we would just tear them up and hang them up. I had them on my door, like, you know, some Jack Kirby door pinups and stuff. They'd be, like, in Marvel Age. They were, that's what they're for, pin up, put the pin in it. So you should do that. Um, but right, yeah, I'm yeah gonna tear off. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna on air. I'm gonna tear my copy of the 50th anniversary. No, can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, th- that they would no longer fit into the. Uh, they they wouldn't be considered you know mint in your uh, in your uh, we call it CGC lockup. But it it would serve its purpose as a sort of disposable form of entertainment instead of filling up your basement, right? That's you know. That's kind of the <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. Um, the uh, then the final story in the issue is a virtual reality kind of uh, little adventure. Where does this come from? So this is Sam Eggleston and Jada Foy um, with colors by Addison Duke. Sam is another guy I had met uh, c- conventions and on Twitter. Um, he's kind of he's always he's a hack slash fan. He's been telling me for years that he wants to write a series. Um, Obviously, part of the problem with Hackslash is that it's a creator own thing, so I don't hire a ton of other people to write it usually. But um, I told him I'd get him, I'd have him do something someday. So this was uh, the chance to do that. And Jay um, was a guy whose stuff I had seen, actually that pinup in the middle, the double page spread one, which has Vlad and Cassie on the on the uh, L train, is a uh, or on the subway, I guess, um, was a pinup that Sam had commissioned for Jay DeFoy. And I liked it some, or the other way around, from Jay DeFoy. And I liked it so much that I, I asked uh, I asked them if I could use that. So, and then we kind of had the conversation about doing something. So I, I just hired Sam and Jay to do a, um, a short here. And you know the, the the idea was just to do what's the future of Hackslash. So they did a sort of you know science fiction slasher fighting thing. What's coming up next for uh, Cassie and Vlad? I have no. I don't know. I got to think of something. <laughs> I I mean part of the idea I. The baby diapers gotta write new adventures for Cassie and Vlad. Yeah, the the kind of way this ends with the the reboot of Mary Shelley Lovecraft is actually like a pitch I had written um, for a series starring her, where it kind of starts from the beginning of she gets rebooted and and so she's you know she was a bad guy and now she's a heroine and trying to figure out who murdered all these uh, these other you know spirits of fiction. Um, and I, I, I think I wrote a first issue of it and stuff. And you can see my design in this 15th anniversary. So my design is actually, I colored it and turned it into a pinup with some actual uh, letters written by um, Mary Shelley. Uh, hmm. Is it the, yeah, it's the final pinup yeah. just before the virtual reality. Yeah, so um, I just did that as kind of a test, you know, design and stuff. So I don't know, I considered doing a series with that character, um, you know, as kind of a hack slash connected, connected universe thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I still kicked around. I actually did write a full first issue of a uh, cat and dog uh, series, but I kind of got distracted and I never did it. So there's ideas, there's possibilities in there. But as of right now, this is the, uh, the last issue of hack slash for the time being. I mean, I'm not actively working on something right today, but that could change tomorrow. Correct. So. Yeah. True. <laughs> yes. 
I, I like if I if I get an idea, I usually try to run with it. So I think playing um, in the sandbox of Eternia is probably going to keep you a little busy for a little while. Yeah, well, I'm almost done with that series actually, but I I do have I'm between the yeah, baby and a bunch of stuff I signed up for, and I'm I'm going to start doing some teaching starting next uh, next semester. Oh, excellent. So yeah, so I'm I'm busy and trying to keep up uh, as best I can. <laughs> Oh, I, I, by, by the way, I just picked up in hardcover, I posted a picture of it on Twitter, uh, the Masters of the Universe versus the Injustice game uh, characters. Yeah. I, I had not beaten Injustice 2 yet, and I got spoiled by the ending of the game reading that comic book. Well, there's two endings, so you can go either way. I didn't spoil both endings. There's, there's two. Okay, okay. So you're good. Okay, good. You can figure play the other ending. <laughs> but you seem to be uh, very heavily involved in the Masters of the Universe, as now you're on your second series, the multiverse of the Masters of the Universe which I think is the most brilliant idea considering how long He-Man's been around and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles has done that and Transformers has done that. Star Wars might be a little harder to do that, but obviously Marvel and DC have been doing it for years. That's such a brilliant idea. And meeting Dan Fraga, I believe is the artist's name, Comic-Con, where I met Tom Stiskowski from Vampirella, was a blessing. And when he heard that I was doing a Hack Slash podcast, he was like, oh, you should check out my book with Tim Staley. <laughs> I was like, what book? And he's like, Multiverse of the Masters of the Universe. And I was like, what? And he gave me this beautiful, large, lovely print of Skeletor hoisting up the uh, power sword. Yeah, I got it in my uh, my office right next to me, actually, right now. Um, yeah, that. so, and Dan is a guy, I, uh, I was a fan of his work when I was a teenager, not to make him feel old, but he was doing a book called Black Flag when I was, you know, 13, 14 years old, so... Um, and he was only like, they picked Dan to draw it because he had worked with um, Rob David, the brand manager at Mattel. And I thought that was super cool that we could kind of tie on all this stuff of people who were associated with Master Universe. So, um, so that project is a shit ton of fun. I, it's, I love it. It's uh, crazy and combines all the stuff I love about He-Man. Um, and I can actually utilize all that knowledge. I think that's one of the reasons they... They work with me. You don't have to explain anything about Master Universe to me because I, I already know. And it's pretty cool. Next year we got the, uh, I think, I mean, I believe it's next year. It might not be next year. Maybe it's the following year. We got the Kevin Smith cartoon coming. Yeah, I think it's 2020, yeah. I yeah, so. from the people who make uh, Castlevania, which if you haven't seen Castlevania, I highly recommend that cartoon. I have not. I, I, I hardly ever watch cartoons anymore, sadly. Well, what the <laughs> it's, good. it's why Warren Ellis or something, so I, I think, right? Yeah, that's yes, the one. He is the showrunner of the Castlevania cartoon series. That's so, cool. That's which, the reason to watch it right there. Which a lot of people were very surprised about. They were like, Warren Ellis, really? He's a yeah. Castlevania fan. You know, you never know. I mean, God, nobody knew Kevin Smith was a Masters of the Universe fan. So, but hey, now that you have it, now that you're a father, cartoons are going to start coming back into your life. <laughs> yeah, it's true. That's, I'll be prepared for that. It'll be five, four or five years, and I'll, who knows what the hell they'll be watching, but yeah. One father to another, Tim, that is the best part about being a parent, is getting your kids into stuff that you were into when you were a kid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we dressed my daughter in uh, Nick Cave uh, onesies and stuff, so we're already trying. You know, We're already working on it. <laughs> most excellent, most excellent. Now, in the uh, Omnibus, Volume 1, there was a tiny little four-page... Uh, it was in my Hoopla. I don't have the Omnibus. Actually, I have it on Hoopla. Hoopla, for anybody listening, is a free library app that you can go to to download books, audiobooks, graphic novels from your local library digitally. Please do that instead of stealing them. Please support libraries and not 
steal them off the internet, please. Yeah. You can take them free, just do it off the library because the library, they are funded and they pay for that sort of stuff and it helps the creators and it helps the um, the library. Yeah. Take- and if you can't afford to pick up all six volumes of the Omnibus of Hackslash, they are available on Hoopla for free for two to three weeks. And then yeah, you have to uh, just got to take it out again. You get five book free digital audiobooks, books, graphic novels, soundtracks, or movies. They also have movies on there for free on the app. It's good on any tablet, iPhone, Apple, uh, you know, uh, 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 Android device. Um, so there's my plug to the United States government. <laughs> there you go. Um, so the story is Slashing Through the Snow, written by you, drawn by Mike Sullivan, painted by Steve Seeley, who is your brother, right? Yeah. And title illustration by Sean Dubb, the guy I just told you about that did the uh, gave me the idea for the 15th anniversary special. I forgot. That's a good one. Okay, so how does that work? Drawn by Mike Sullivan with illustrations by Sean Dubb. How does those... The title illustration, the... The Slashing oh. Through the Snow with the Red Footprints, that's by Sean. Oh, okay, okay. I was a bit confused by that. Okay, so this character in the Slashing Through the Snow, uh, his name was Rudolph, and he hated Christmas. So this is a uh, – this the slasher's name is Rudolph? Yep. <laughs> I, I, so uh, this is what I remember about this story, which was we were putting together the, the omnibus, and as far as we knew, like, this could be the first and only omnibus at the time. We didn't know, you know, that it would go for – how many are there? Six now? Yeah. So we had four pages free that, that we had, we didn't know what to do with. So this was kind of last minute. And I think it was just before Christmas. I wrote this little goofy thing because I, I didn't think we had time for a full full comic. So Michael Sullivan was the editor at Devil's Do at the time. Uh, he was actually the editor of G.I. Joe. And he is he was a, um, you know, a, an illustrator as well. He's a writer, editor, illustrator. Uh, so he drew these little illustrations for it. And my brother, who is a painter, like a fine artist painter, was working at Double Two at the time. So I just had Steve uh, paint the um, illustrations. And we pulled this thing together in like, I think it was only a few days. And I, I have, I, I still have one of these illustrations in my art collection. I can't remember which one. But um, I love it. It's like I had I'd come from a children's book company before I started Double Two. And so I was always working with them. Um, children's book illustration so i kind of i think i still just had it fresh in my head that we would do something like that it's pretty weird it's funny it's strange that we made this <laughs> i love how you were able to string together these rhymes uh twas the night before christmas and a killer did creep preparing for murder as the children did sleep okay how hard is it to get this many you got one two three you got six what are these called paragraphs is that what you call them in a poem yeah okay so you got 12 18 20, okay, so you got like 24 paragraphs. My, my, my math might be completely wrong. But how hard is it to get that rhyming sequence to sound coherent? Here's the worst thing. I can do this without thinking about it. I can, I can write <laughs> like these kind of things, like fake poems um, and song lyrics, like without thought. Uh, I was saying, I, I think I, I wrote this literally like in a half hour, I think. I don't remember exactly, but... This was like a weird skill I used to have. I could just write this shit. If I have to write a script, I struggle the whole time, and I have to deal with character thinking and all this stuff. But if I just have to like write a poem or a song, it's not. I don't have to make it real. <laughs> like no, no one actually has to sing it. I can do it. So that's why Revival had poems in it, and that's why so many Hack Flash have stories have fake songs in it. Because I, 
I am delighted to write fake songs. I don't know what it is, but there you go. It's some weird unused skill I have. <laughs> it's 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 very adorable, and the cartoons in it are very just you know as Christmassy as can be. It is also again once again funny to see Cassie have a gun. She's not really a gun-toting character, but she pulls a gun out on Rudolph. That's right. Yeah. Well, this is pretty early, so we didn't. It's sort of like when Batman used to use a gun, you know. We hadn't sort of decided those rules as much yet. It uh it this uh the uh so anyone not familiar with how to use the Hoopla app, if you by the way if you double click on an image, it brings the image into enlargement. So that way you can also read this little poem throughout it uh in uh in in segments. So you're not reading it entirely on a giant screen. And then it goes into the uh, the illustration and then goes back to the uh, the writing itself. But this is also very helpful if you're reading uh, hack slash comic books in the digital format. The panels will enlarge uh, per page, so that way you can read them in a chronological order, and you're not trying to squint your eyes and destroy your eyesight reading you know microscopic little words on the screen. Little yeah, tip, do that. Yeah, a little tip there for everybody who is uh, interested in reading the hack slash. Uh, the hack slash uh, comics on the digital app, um, and I believe there's one other. Uh, we won't get to it for quite some time because we're trying to do these in publication order. But the gift of hack slash, the 2011 holiday special, is in Omnibus Volume Four. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay, that's the one where we did. It's a how. I think we did how. Oh, we did Christmas. That's right. Okay. okay. We get, it was a Christmas gift. Right. Was that an issue, or is that exclusive to the Omnibus? That was an issue, I think okay. we did, All right. if I recall. It's been a while. i got to check my uh, back issues to see if I have that one, because off the top of my head, again, doing these in publication order, I haven't gotten, gotten to the more uh, more recent stuff, with the exception of the Vampirella crossover, uh, which we did for the 50th anniversary of Vampirella. Oh, here I checked. Uh, Omnibus Story Club, The Gift of Hackslash. It was, it was a thing we uh, did for free, I think, on Comicology. I recall. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I don't have that then. Uh, yeah, it might have been like a, it was like a digital giveaway, I think. Okay, so that's never seen print other than in the omnibus. Yep, okay. yep, yep. All right. Well, we'll get there eventually. Maybe, uh, maybe come back around that for uh, next uh, Christmas. So you got the uh, the final part of the multiverse of uh, Masters of the Universe coming up. We're really looking forward to that, Tim. I really hope you and your family, your new family. Have a fantastic holiday. I hope everything uh, goes well for all the other stuff that you told me about offline. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. You too. Appreciate your support of the podcast as well over the last uh, several months. You could have told us to take a hike and stop doing that. What are you doing? Cassie Hack, uh, Hack Slash has been one of my favorite independent books since it got published 15 years ago. I have bought every single floppy. As far as I'm aware, I own every single floppy of uh, every single crossover, one-shot, appearance, guest star, whatever that has happened. I It's in a floppy format. So I've been a supporter of the book since uh, the very first uh, one-shot back at Stats Entertainment in Worcester. Wow, thank you so much, man. I really appreciate that. Don't forget, you can check us out at, uh, at Goth Girl Horror. And, uh, Tim, what's your Twitter people can find you on? Uh, at Hacking Tim Seeley. I'm, I'm most associated with these. It all comes down to this is my – my brand is my baby, so <laughs> it's even my Twitter handle. And don't forget to uh, pick up the 15th anniversary hack slash uh, issue, which is currently out. Uh, it comes with two covers, but there's other covers I've seen uh, out there with certain models on them. So also try and hunt them down if you can as well. And have a happy New Year, happy Hanukkah, happy Christmas, Merry Christmas to everybody, and thank you for supporting the podcast over the last several months. 
And we'll be back in two Thank weeks with all. another episode of Goth Girl Horror, the official Hack Slash podcast.